What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Life's a Garden. Today's guest is a mechanic. He has owned his own shop before where he actually used to import cars from Japan, fix them up, and then sell them. He is also a fellow music lover. He plays the drums. This guy is MMA trained. He's got all kinds of stuff going on. And we talk about all that plus a whole lot more. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the show, Luke Metter. So then, were you born in Seattle, or did you just live in Seattle? I was born in Tacoma. Okay. Yeah, so like half an hour from Seattle, or not a half an hour, traffic's fucked. Um, I'd say maybe, what is that, like 30 miles, 35 miles south. Sure. But And then did you live in Seattle at one point? I did, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I lived right outside of it and around it. Like, I moved around a bit, because um, I went to high school in Tacoma. And then I moved, you know, like Puyallup, Renton, Auburn, just like all the suburbs of Seattle. So I never lived in Seattle, like okay. directly. Yeah. Gotcha. So, because I was act- I was curious, because uh, when did you move here? Uh, very end of December, like the 23rd or 24th. Sure. So pretty recently. Yeah. Then. It's almost been a year, I guess. Yeah, we're getting close. Um, I was I was just curious what it was like living in an active war zone. <laughs> Look, I lived in Chicago for a while, too. Okay. That was worse. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I can imagine. No, I mean, Seattle has definitely gone way downhill, like, even since I left, you know? Yeah. Like, I didn't think it was that bad when I was there. Really? I mean, like, the homeless issue, like, homeless, I don't know, pandemic was awful, but it seems to have, like, exploded due were, to COVID and stuff like that. Were you there when all those riots were happening? Oh, and yeah. Stuff? Okay. I didn't even know about it. I was literally in Seattle, like, and I saw all the police, like, walking around in riot gear. Like, they were all on bikes. There was the SWAT cars or, like, SWAT trucks. And I had no clue what was happening because I was just minding my own business, making a run, like, to a friend's house. Yeah. And, like, trying to leave. Jeez. It just, like, popped off no, out of nowhere. L- literally, I was sitting at a light, like, I don't remember what, what street it was. I was sitting at a light and they just came like marching around the side of this building, just like a drove of them. And wow. I was like, what the fuck? Like, Dude, what? that's crazy. Yeah. And then when I got home, I looked it up and I was like, oh, I mean, I didn't know. Like at the time when I saw them, I didn't know about the riots. I didn't, I don't think I was that close to the riot, which was, I was confused in hindsight why they were where I was. Cause like nothing was getting vandalized. Nothing was on fire. I didn't hear anything breaking. You know, like there was no people shouting. There was just like, stormtroopers rolling through where i was at this light so yeah that's kind of crazy i can't i can't imagine just like you you would imagine like war was breaking yeah. out or something like that yeah. and i was riding my motorcycle at the time too so i'm just like sitting there like you know o- completely open and exposed as they're like marching by and I'm just yeah like, what was like your thought process as that's happening like what's going through your head uh first thought was like do i turn around and like go somewhere else you know because i didn't know what they were doing there. i didn't know where they were going or like any of the reasoning behind it and like yeah first thought was like 
instead of going straight or like waiting for them to pass if they pass like do i get left right turn around like find a new way home yeah I'd be like what the hell is you going know? on around here like it's like roads closed pizza boy I, you know <laughs> i was like what is this but yeah when i once i got home and looked it up and i saw like all the damage that was being done i was like okay it's kind of warranted like being that many people you right know, yeah in full gear but yeah I, but you never saw any of the actual no no, rioting. I didn't, and I didn't see like the rioters. Sure. Yeah, just like the riot squad, I guess. Because it was only really like it wasn't like the whole city was. No, it was just certain parts, and I want to say it was like downtown, and I was still um, closer to the college. Okay. So yeah, and I just kind of passed through that area on my way home. Yeah, I've actually only been, I've been to Seattle one time, which uh, the Seattle, Seattle University. Yeah. Yeah. See, we toured that school. It was a really nice oh, school. Cool. Yeah, it does. It, yeah, it is really nice. I mean, they have a UW Tacoma as well, which is like super small and I mean, right in the middle of Tacoma, like downtown. But it's still a really nice school. Okay. Oh wait. So so was it UW then? Is that what you're? The yeah, the one I was referencing was in okay because because yeah. we did the University of Seattle and then we did UW oh, yeah, as yeah, well. Yeah, I'm talking about UW. Okay. Yeah, okay. UW's huge. Yeah. They they said that the the attendance at UW is like sixty thousand oh, students yeah. or something like that. I mean, it might as well be its own city. I know. Well, it was the same thing when I was in Illinois. Um, when I lived near Chicago, I went to Champaign Urbana, which at the time I didn't know like that was a college, but okay. it's like basically two cities that make up just this college town. But that was probably the biggest campus I had seen. I don't know obviously like for like for square footage and stuff like that if it was bigger or smaller than UW but it was cool i mean i wouldn't move back to illinois i actually it, now i wouldn't move back to seattle either yeah so yeah i was going to ask you that too so uh, well first of all so how long did you live in chicago uh i was in chicago for about 3 years okay right outside of chicago and you said that was pretty bad too. Huh? Yeah, I mean it was rough. I mean, and then I've got family in uh, that's near Detroit, so for whatever reason, like all of the worst cities <laughs> is where my family is nearby. They're so not you're in it. Pretty familiar. But with... yeah, I've been around it enough. Okay, and then so how does that compare to here? Like, what's your what's your overall like since you've been here almost a year? Like, it's got to be a pretty big difference based on like size and yeah. activity and so, things to do and stuff like that. It was a huge change. And like, I had been kind of contemplating moving here for quite a while before I actually moved here. So I owned an automotive shop in Washington for the last six years, a year before moving here, I got my LLC and everything set up in Montana, you know, kind of like a just in case thing. Um, and then, you know, sure enough, I ended up moving here. I came here once before, uh, just to visit, and I, I fell in love with it. You know, it was just beautiful. Very, it seemed very small coming from you know yeah, I would between Tacoma and Seattle and stuff like that. It just it felt small. Um, I didn't know like how slow paced it would actually feel once I got here, and it's kind of odd to say now, you know, because I'm on the same schedule I was back then. You know, get up, go to work. You know, usually we're busy. Um, but yeah, outside of work, it's like a lot of places that would normally be open in Washington are closed. Like yeah. they close earlier. They have different hours. Um, the fact that there is no traffic, you know, like worst case, it takes maybe 20 minutes to go somewhere. Yeah. Like, and that, but that does, and that's forever for me. Like, yeah. Like I know when I got here, people were complaining about traffic and I was like, what roads are you taking? I haven't yeah. seen any, you know? Um, I mean, 
man, that was like the worst part of Washington was uh, I, when I lived in Auburn, if I wanted to go to Tacoma, it was like 15 miles. Um, I hope you have like two hours to get there. Right. That's traffic, you know? Um, but yeah, here it's just been, it's been great. Um, the winters, uh, like I said, I moved here, uh, December 23rd mm-hmm. is well when I started moving, it took like three days to move. Um, and in the dead set of winter. Yeah. Worst idea driving over, you know, three, I want to say it's either three or four passes between where I was in Washington and here. Yeah. Dead of winter, um, with the loaded U-Haul truck pulling my car on the trailer. And once we got here, it within a week it hit like negative twenty four. I think yeah. In the <laughs> you middle got of the thrown night. into the fire or the ice rather. Yeah, literally the ice, and I was like, "Holy shit!" You know, like it doesn't get that bad where I'm from. Yeah. So waking up not having running water because everything's frozen solid. Oh uh, shit! That was I've had that before. Yeah, that was a little bit of an adjustment, a little bit of a change there. Um, it just it's hilarious because it got to be. Uh, I want to say it got up to around like negative 11, negative 12. And I thought it was warm. Yeah. You know, it hit zero degrees and I was outside in a t-shirt wondering what we did to deserve that heat wave. Yeah. You know, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. So that was, that was super, super strange for me. Um, I mean, I'm a huge fan of winters. I love to snowboard and stuff like that. Um, I'm just not a fan of it being cold. If there isn't snow. Oh yeah, dude. I know. Well, see, I don't know. I don't know if I agree with that myself because I hate snow. Okay. Yeah. Like I I love cold. Yeah. Now, once you get into the negatives, that's where it gets a little obnoxious. Yeah. I guess I should say like driving in it, walking in it, yeah. dealing with it's not fun. Sure. But like if it's going to be that cold, like there should be snow readily accessible, you know, for if you want to go snowboarding. Yeah, or see now that something like that. Snowboarding's cool, like yeah. you said, driving, walking. Yeah shoveling like it's all yeah. just a big pain in the neck yeah definitely yeah trying to thaw out your car oh you god know? yeah if you if you have to leave your car out not in a freaking garage yeah. or somewhere protected like that's just a mess every day you yeah. gotta do that yeah that that's a pain and and i'm really you know after this last winter or you know the part of it that i was here for um i can't say i'm looking forward to this winter i think it'll be a little better you know, I'm not now that it's not just like, yeah, I'm a little m- more prepared. Yeah, you know? yeah. Well, and I, I have a hard time like think remembering winter by winter. The last few have been fairly mild. Yeah, dude, a couple. It was like four or five years ago. It was madness. Like oh, it, it, it was record breaking snowfall. Yeah, where we had over a hundred inches in the win the full God. the full winter. Yeah. Well, on the topic of weather, uh, hail was not something that I was used to either. Yeah. So when I heard about that, you know, I was like, well, that's cool. I guess I have to keep all my cars indoors, you know, because I I didn't know how severe it was going to be. And, you know, I hear people talking about, what is it, um, Shepard? Yeah, Shepard, Roundup. Roundup, yeah. A lot of those places. Absolutely destroyed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then I get people even here in the Heights uh, talking about how it just destroyed their roof, took all the siding off the house and stuff like that. You yeah, know, the, are like, you sh- the one that was just like a couple months ago? Yeah. See, and that was mild. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. But, yeah. but to be fair, 
it, big hailstorms aren't every year, you know. Yeah, okay. I mean, somewhere around here does get it, like you said, Shepherd yeah. Roundup. As far as Billings area, we had a really, really bad one probably four or five years ago, somewhere in there. Yeah. And it, well, no, it was like three years ago because it totaled my car out. Oh, man. Yeah, which was fine by me because yeah. no more payment and I didn't really care that much. But but yeah, the uh that was that was a bad one cuz it was we were getting, you know, quarter size hail. Yeah. And that's when anything quarter size or bigger it's usually cause for damage. Yeah. This last one my my truck was up in the heights cuz I was watching Drew's house and oh, okay. I yeah. I didn't have it in in a garage cuz I had my carport here. So yeah. if there was ever hail here, I'd be able to protect it. There, it was wide out in the open, and I was just was watching my truck get just smoked. Yep. I was watching hail bounce off it, and I was just so terrified to go assess the damage. Nothing. Oh, yeah. Well, same here. I was in the Heights in the Evo, um, and that's the first time I've been in a car in a hailstorm. It sounded... Like driving with it? Yeah. It sounded terrible. Yeah. You know? And I was like, the thing is going to be totaled. Like, the car's got an aluminum roof, carbon fiber trunk. I was like, it's done. They're probably just going right through the trunk or whatever. And then, yeah, like you said afterwards, nothing. It's so bizarre. Yeah. Well, and my and my tonic cover does have a little bit of dimples okay. in it. Okay, yeah. But I wonder if it's just because it's solid. Like, yeah. And, it, and like, the metal might have a little more give. Yeah. I don't know. I was going to say, it seems like it just kind of bounced it off, you know? Oh, dude, it's... Uh, driving in a... Heavy rainstorm is terrifying when, when like you have no yeah, visibility yeah. and your wipers are just yeah, but you you just can't see anything yeah, like that's yeah, terrifying I that a enough. Lot. I mean, coming from Washington where it's always raining, yeah, you know. I imagine you've probably seen your fair share of rainstorms. Oh yeah, yeah, and it's it's funny because like living out there, uh, you know, around near Seattle, where it rains a ton. You get these people that have also lived there for years and years, if not their entire life, and they still forget to, like, they forget how to drive every time it rains. Yeah. And I'm like, you of all people should be used to this. I tell you it is when it snows, man. Yeah. Like, every year, you how long you, like, if you if you just moved here, okay. But honestly, I feel like the people who just moved here are more defensive because yeah. they're trying to be, where people are just like, Oh yeah, we can do this. And yeah, then, yeah. I'm from Billings. Yeah, then, but yeah, then they, they forget. And, yeah. Oh yeah, ice is slippery. Yeah, yeah. No, I saw my fair share of you know crashes or just people kind of in the embankments and stuff off the road. Oh yeah, people trying to trying to go through those middle parts in yeah. like a little sedan where yeah. it's. When I wouldn't even do it in my when truck. They plow it and it just builds up. Yeah, and I'm like, you're not driving over that or you know through it. Yeah, you're gonna have to go all the way around it, which sucks, but. Yeah, apparently it's supposed to snow this Sunday. Really? Already? Yeah, okay. like just a little bit. Oh, yeah, and then okay. it'll go away right away. Because it'll be warm enough that it'll probably just melt. But, yeah. of course, I'll, I'm driving back from Denver oh, yeah, on Sunday. Right. Yeah. I won't be driving, thankfully. Because it's like every single time I go to Denver, it's snowing. And it's just, <laughs> I hate yeah. drive, especially through Wyoming. Because Wyoming is just the oh, yeah. worst. It just blows wind and mm-hmm. you get snow blindness if it's bad. I can't imagine it'll be that bad because it should be warm enough that it'll just melt right away. Yeah. So I, I heard, I think today was supposed to be the warmest day for the rest of the year. Really? Yeah. 
And I know that's not going to instill a lot of confidence, but I don't know how much it's going to drop. You know, it may yeah. just be gradual. Well, yeah, I, I would hope so. And either way, it shouldn't be so severe of a storm that yeah. we're going to get like caught out in the in the middle of nowhere with. Oh, but I just it's like go figure. And Monday yeah. there's no snow, so it's of just like not. the one day that we're yeah. driving back. And then, of course, it just has to be Wyoming that you're driving through. Yeah. And, and I, it's it's I, literally from Casper all the way to here yeah. is, like, where the snow looks like it's going to be. And that could always change. It's Yeah. That's three days from now. Yeah. No, I, I'm only going to talk shit about Wyoming and driving through it because I have done it, well, twice. I drove down to Denver to see some family recently, and then I drove back. And not a drive I would recommend for anyone, but... No, Colorado's beautiful. Um, you know, listeners of this podcast know how I feel about Wyoming, <laughs> and it yeah. is not positive. Yeah, I hate Wyoming. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> like in every sense, I've been of the there word. twice, and I'm going to agree with you. Like Yellowstone Park can, doesn't count; it's its own thing. Yeah, it's, Wyoming doesn't get to just have a national like that. It's its <laughs> We're own taking park. That back. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like I, I wouldn't say. Grand Canyon is Arizona. Yeah. It's not representative of Arizona. Well, Yellowstone is not representative yeah. of Wyoming. Wyoming sucks. You know, I haven't actually been to Yellowstone yet. Uh, I haven't been to Glacier Park either, and that's one that I really want to go to. Like, I've seen a lot of photos. I've had a lot of friends go there. It looks beautiful. Flathead area is awesome. Like, if you go to Flathead Lake, then you could go to Glacier. Like, that whole area... Okay. It's fantastic. Yeah. It's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. I've had a lot of friends say the same thing. Um, up around there is where they go hiking and stuff like that. They'll go camping, you know, go on trips. Uh, I don't know exactly how far that is from us here. It's probably like a good nine, ten hours. Oh, no kidding. I yeah. thought it was only like six. Oh, no, like Glacier? Okay. I, I yeah. might be wrong, but I want to, because it's northern. Yeah. I want to say it's like nine, maybe. I could be wrong. Oh, you're probably closer than I am. But... I know Yellowstone's only like two or three. Oh, that's not bad. Like it's real close. Yeah. And Ye- I God, I've only been to Yellowstone once and I live right here. Oh, really? I've only ever been one time. Okay. But I mean, it's cool, but also I'm not the most outdoorsy person. I get that. And I feel like even if you were, it's probably not something you would do every weekend, you know. Some people or, do. I good for them. Um It's not know. my thing, but Yeah, no, my thing is working on weekends. Oh, fun. <laughs> yeah. Much better. Have you? Well, and then you said you just got a, possibly a second. Yeah, yeah. Most likely a second job um, starting Thursday. Oh, you're going to start training then? Uh, like, they're going to train. Not really. They're just going to. I mean, yes and no. So, I may go in um, Monday or Tuesday evening for some training, but it sounded like I'm just going to start. And they're kind of going to throw like pointers or tips. Sure. So. So what, uh, have you been a door guy before? Uh, I did. Yeah. I did for cheers back in Washington. Like the cheers. I mean, I don't know if it's the cheers, but like the sports bar cheers. Okay. Well, I know cheers the show and I'm pretty sure it was based. I I think it was based in Washington because as far as I understand, Frazier is a, spinoff from cheers and that takes place in seattle okay yeah so, see i'm not i'm not the biggest on like movie shows stuff okay, like that okay. so i wouldn't be able to tell you for sure um i know a little bit about bars 
So <laughs> it might be named yeah. after it. It could be. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I did, uh, security for cheers for a while. And then I did it for another small bar, another, um, small sports bar down on Rustin way. Okay. Yeah. How was that? Any fun stories out of that? Um, that you had to throw? I mean, you're going to have a few fun stories at the crystal. I can promise you that. I believe it. So I actually got the job, um, at the first one, Daryl was the bartender. Um, I didn't work there. I was a customer there. I was there with some friends. And for whatever reason, some guy was like yelling at Daryl, get in his face. He like threw his drink. Uh, I don't think he threw it at Daryl. He just like threw his glass down and stuff like that. And they had no security at the time. I don't know if they needed it or not. Clearly they might. They I mean, at the, at the moment they definitely needed it. So, um, I was I was good friends with Daryl, so I kind of just walked up and told the dude to piss off. You know, he he wasn't he didn't like that advice. Um, so I ended up kind of dragging him out, tossing him out the door. You know, Daryl was behind me and was like, "Yeah, you're not welcome back here." This, that, and the other. And then after that, Daryl was like, "Do you want to work here?" And I was like, "You know, kind of the same position I'm in now. Like I had a job, but I was like, yeah, why not? A lot of my nights are free, so you know, I'll take you up on it." And as then, as long as I work around. Yeah, you have the kid and stuff yeah. like that. Well, now, yeah, now I have the kid. Um, so they, yeah, they've been great. They'll, they said they'll work with me on the schedule. Um, they have some other part-time security as well. Yeah, and it kind of lines up. From what I've been told, it sounds like it works out perfect as far as like every other weekend goes, and then you know whatever days during the week. Right on. Well, a little extra cash in your pocket. And yeah, why not? Might and. Who knows? Might be a little fun. <laughs> yeah, it could be. Could be a little excitement. Never hurt. Yeah, because you've told me you're you're MMA trained, right? I am. Yeah. So tell me about that. Like, what what got you into MMA? Like, where's where's like the origin stories of all that? Um, I this is gonna sound like super cliche and probably the same as like a lot of other people, but um, Bruce Lee. Okay. Like watching oh, wow. Bruce okay. Lee movies as a child, you know, um, and I started out really young. I did. Um, the first one I did was karate, did that for a little while. And then I went to Taekwondo. I did that. Um, and then I've done a handful of other ones in between. Um, I quit earlier than I wanted to. Um, like I took a long break due to school, due to moving. Like I was in a military family, so it was very hard to stay in any one dojo. Gotcha. Um, and then it came down to when I was in high school, I didn't have the funds to to pay for the classes and stuff like that. So I actually taught for a while. Um, I taught a special needs class, like self-defense, and that was super fun. Hmm. Um, and they let me do that in order to kind of pay for my own training. But yeah, um, I, I miss it. Like, did, I want to get back into it, but... Did you ever have any matches or like... Um, I went to a couple tournaments and stuff like that. Like Taekwondo tournaments and stuff like that? or Yeah, Taekwondo, um, a couple MMA tournaments. I just didn't stick with the MMA aspect long enough. Sure. You know, and again, due to just being broke at the time. Um, But yeah, I want to say out of all of them, I maybe lost two. Right on. (laughs) Yeah, so it would be cool to get back into it. I want to say Isaiah does it. Okay, yeah, he does jujitsu. Oh, okay, jujitsu. Yeah, so I remember he he mentioned something along those lines, and I was going to ask him more about that. Yeah, jujitsu is. I mean, there's a few gyms that have popped up here, and there we have. I think at least one, 
mixed martial arts gym that like does okay. all does wrestling, yeah, uh, boxing and jujitsu. Okay. Yeah, because I mean, just driving around, I've seen you know a handful of karate places, a handful of taekwondo, and some kickboxing and stuff like that, but nothing really that was of interest. Yeah, no, the Grindhouse. Yeah, they do they okay. do all all of it and okay. do classes on different nights and stuff like that. Yeah, it's pretty something to look into. That's where all of our like local fighters come yeah. out of in in like the fusion fight league. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It, I don't remember the name of the one Isaiah goes to. I don't Might be Billings Jiu Jitsu just right up the street here. Okay. I don't know. There's yeah. a there's a few of them. And even that the BAC over here on right here on uh Broadwater and whatever the through street is. Uh they do jujitsu okay. classes there too. Yeah. I've never gotten into jujitsu, but I always wanted to get into kickboxing. Yeah. And I, and I will one day. Yeah. I just either don't have the time, the money, or... It's hard to get all of those things to line up. Yeah. To allow you to do these things. Right. Because, you know? like, now, you know, well, working at Toyota and now hopefully starting working at the Crystal, I should, in theory, have money. I will be sacrificing even more time. You yeah. Know? So it's like you don't get all of them. You get one or the other. Exactly. Well, and then then you got the kid too. Yeah. So how's that been? First uh, time dad, and how, how old? Like he only is a couple months, right? Three and a half months now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, going into that, uh, I mean, a nervous is an understatement. You know, I had no idea what I was getting myself into. I was super excited about it, and I still am. It's it like. It sounds bad to say it. Like I, I don't think it's fully set in. Sure. That like he's real, you know. Even though I have him all the time and I'm taking care of him and stuff like that, it's just like looking at him. You know, it's like that's uh, another human that I help make. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And he looks like me, so it's a little weird. But and I'm sure that'll come a little more once he's more interactive. Yeah. And like you can, he can understand what you're saying and like yeah responds to you and yeah definitely i mean you know it's been like along those lines you know when he was first born you know he just slept all the time and he ate and you know it's kind of just what babies do um no interaction and then i think the first big like milestone for me was when his his eyes started to like actually focus Mm. and then he would stare at you or he'd stare at things or like you know start tracking them around the room when they moved and stuff like that Um, and then most recently it's been like, okay, so it's been three months of him crying when he wants something, you know, but like almost no emotion otherwise. Uh, he just recently in like the last week started laughing and laughing and that's just insane. So that's been cool. Yeah. I mean, I've tried to put myself mentally in a place of understanding what that would be like and i yeah. don't think you can ever really do it until you're uh, there's in the no situation. way like i mean i used to babysit other people's kids you know like when i was younger we'd watch family friends kids and stuff like that you know and i've been around tons of babies small children toddlers and stuff like that and like none of that was ever there mm-hmm. you know there wasn't like any kind of real connection like that whereas like this one is mine like my son my first one and i'm like so intently watching and like waiting for any little difference, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, 
Yeah, it's always different when it's your kid, though. Yeah. Like, it's like, you got that, you, you feel that responsibility. Yeah, because, like, you know, before, I mean, I've always, I've, I've never understood, like, a lot of people say they hate kids. Um, I never wanted one until I had one. Sure. Uh, I, I, I never hated kids. I actually loved kids because, you know, they're fun. They're, they're funny as hell. And then when they cry, you give them back to their parents, you know, <laughs> now, now you have to, yeah, I, I can't do that now. I've lost that ability because I am the parent. I can't give him, but to... you, you learn to grow patience. I've heard like yeah. uh, patience is like the number one thing that you learn through a child. Like, yeah. cause you have no choice. Yeah. I mean, what else are you going to do? You yeah. Know? And, you know, the crying, it's a little nerve-wracking at first, especially if, like, the crying becomes screaming. And mm-hmm. it's usually, like, very temporary. But, like, they have no other means of communicating, right. you know? So as long as you kind of get past that, because it, it really can stress you out, you know, if you can't immediately figure out what they need or what they want, you know, you feel really bad because they're, you know, it sounds like they're just in complete and total despair. Um if they want a bottle and you give it to them while they're screaming at the top of their lungs, they stop. They're, <laughs> they're great. They're perfect. You know, it wasn't that serious. Right, so, right. Yeah. Well, and you're fairly young, right? How old are you? 27. Oh, okay. So yeah. you're about... I'm, I'm getting same over the age. hill. We're close to the same yeah. age. I'm, tw- I'm 29. <laughs> okay. So I, I'm, I'm almost old. Yeah. I feel old. That dreaded 30. I feel like that's not going to be that bad. Yeah. Well... It won't be, but it's just, it's that number that is like, I'm yeah. not 20 anymore. It's another mile marker. Uh, yeah. Not when I want to get there. <laughs> so, but I still got half a year, so. Yeah. And I'm planning on enjoying it. I've, Dude, it's been, I got all these different trips going on now. Like, it's yeah. all kind of just like culminating, which That's is cool. cool. Yeah. I feel like I'm doing stuff again. Like, there was a good while there. I just felt stagnant. Like, I wasn't yeah. really doing anything. Dude, this last one, we went to Missoula. By the way, for anybody, I keep boasting about Sober October. Definitely broke my Sober October that weekend. Yeah, I believe it. Um, well, you can't go to on a three-day trip with my cousin Aaron and not get roped into drinking. Yeah. I just kind of submitted to the like the inevitability of that. Yeah, I mean, you kind of have to at that point. <laughs> yeah. But, um, dude, it was a good time. I'll tell you that here's here's the story I'll tell you from from the trip. We were in uh, this this bar called the Bodega. It's like a sports bar. Okay. And we had gone there the night before, just quick in and out. We were kind of just bar hopping. Yeah. Do okay. Also, just a side note: the Pie Hole. It's a it's a pizza place. It's just like Brooklyn style pizza. Um, I think it's Brooklyn style pizza. I might be wrong about that, but it's really good. And they stay open until like two a.m. So everybody files in there, and you just line up. And then they like you just order it by the slice. Oh, that's cool. Big old slices. Yeah. And then they'll just heat them, heat it up in the oven for like thirty seconds because it's hot ass oven. Yeah. And then it was like three bucks a slice, big slices. We got that's two. Not bad at all, dude. We went both nights we were there because it was just I mean, so good. Yeah. You can't believe you for that. I mean, I was actually talking about that the other day. Um, I don't remember who I was asking. I asked about because uh, someone mentioned pizza, you know, and um, I've had. Some good pizza here, you know, and then some, like, really greasy stuff. Yeah. But um, I don't know of any local places here in Billings that do it by the slice. Yeah, there's just, like, the one in the mall, but, like... Okay. And it's, yeah. like, overly expensive, and yeah. it's meh. But, yeah, you're right. There's really no by the slice place. That yeah. would be awesome to have downtown. That was... 
I mean, okay, yeah, back to the topic of, you know, what I thought of Billings, that was a huge loss for me moving here was the food options. Mm, yeah. Yeah, I didn't really, you know, that didn't come to mind when thinking about moving here and stuff like that. Um, you know, it there's no good seafood, which kind of makes sense. You know, yeah, yeah. Well, locked. especially when you're coming from over there to here. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're not you going to find – there's really no good seafood, no real good Chinese food. Yep. Um, I mean, average Mexican food at best. Yeah. You yeah, know, that like – That was slightly disappointing. I mean, I want to say like – okay, one redeeming feature was the amount of food trucks here because that's a huge thing in Seattle as well. And that's grown. Like it wasn't like that six, seven years ago. Like it's yeah. gotten a – Okay. So – that that is a bright light that I yeah. didn't really think about. I wish they would park them around downtown during the the night, but I think it's just so sketchy at night that yeah. like cuz Missoula does that. They'll have food trucks on every corner. And it it is kind of fun just to like yeah. have those options. Yeah, I mean that's kind of how Seattle was. Like there's a ton of breweries uh and the, the breweries don't have food there. Hmm. You know, so they would all offer a spot like a dedicated parking spot for a food truck and they all kind of rotate throughout the week depending on which one they're going to be at um so you could either follow your favorite food truck or you could just go to your favorite brewery and, and try get a new food, food truck you know on different nights so that was cool and that was something i was kind of sad about losing when i moved here but yeah like i said there's there's a lot of them here yeah and i want to say there's going to be like more and more and well, yeah, and they've been doing those. They've been doing those food truck battles and stuff like yeah. that. So they're kind of making it a yeah a thing to to where those are going to be more popular. I think. Yeah. And that well, not to mention just it's cheaper. I think for the owners to just own the truck rather than own like a building that they got to yeah. lease and all that yeah. stuff. But to say lower overhead, much smaller staff. You know. Yeah. Well, and there's there's been an uptick in more local restaurants than when i was a kid it used to just be franchise franchise yeah. franchise now it's a little bit more i feel like at least more hole in the wall a few extra spots here and there but nothing like i can imagine what seattle yeah would bring or even like when we were in missoula there's a lot of those hole in the wall spots okay yeah i can't say i've really been anywhere else in montana other than billings bozeman and missoula are pretty fun like i kind of on my last solo episode, I kind of trashed Missoula, which I should take back because uh, yeah. I had a really good time. Like, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. And let me tell you this, too. So many hot chicks. Yeah. Like, that well, game, the the we went to the, the football game. Yeah. It was just like, uh, uh, like every which way you looked. And it, yeah. Which was hard because the ages were kind of questionable. So Okay. I mean, that's understandable. But, yeah. I mean, that's one good thing about college towns yeah um but yeah i mean i feel like like you said about trashing missoula i feel like that's uh a view that's shared with a lot of residents of billings like whenever i mention missoula or bozeman to like locals here i don't hear anything good see and it's there's really nothing wrong with either of them they're both just big college towns. Yeah. So I think most people, it's like a political thing yeah, as to I why they that. don't like those towns. They're both really beautiful. Like, yeah. they really are. Well, it just sounds like, you know, most people dislike them for the same reasons they don't like Seattle. Yeah. You know, and stuff like that. 
Um, and even still, it's Montana liberal, which is still fairly purple. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I get that. It's, it's, and, and it's just, I guess you get that younger crowd, which I personally don't mind. Yeah. No, I don't mind it at all. I mean, like you said, yeah, it's a younger crowd. You know, they're still forming their own opinions and ideas. And it didn't really feel that politically motivated when I was there. It just like seemed yeah. like a regular, and who knows, I don't live there I guess yeah. the other thing would be is they are a little more expensive just because they are very desirable places to be. Yeah, that's true. And, like, the show Yellowstone definitely didn't help. Uh, yeah. You know, that everyone wants to move to Missoula because that's where that show is from. Yeah. And Bozeman that's is just... what they saw. Right. And Bozeman's yeah. just kind of where a lot of money is. Like, that's where a lot okay. of celebrities move to yeah. and stuff like that as far as, like, have second homes and yeah. things. CEOs. So it's a little bit more, like hoity-toity there a little more uppity yeah, yeah but that's why i prefer missoula okay and trust me i had a good time real quick i gotta i gotta get back to that story i was gonna tell you yeah yeah we were at the bodega and so it's me aaron and one of aaron's old high school friends real cool dude we're all just sitting at the bar aaron starts flirting with this girl next to him pretty pretty good looking gal and she's got a friend with her and some other and this guy so it's it's these two girls and this guy okay. and, and he just starts kind of flirting with this girl and like immediately he's like something's weird about this chick and he notices a, a ring on her finger so he's like okay yeah. she's taken but he like she's kind of fucked up whether it's on drugs or alcohol or whatever uh, yeah. like something's up with her so he's like immediately like okay i'm not interested yeah so those girls were were liking the attention so they come over to me and aaron's friend and start talking to us okay and so we're just small talking whatever yeah. all of a sudden i'm sitting there and i feel my my shoulder getting like bumped i'm like what's going on i look behind me this dude's like the guy that was in the group oh yeah yeah he's getting like pushed back into me because the the good looking gal is the one with the ring is like grind dancing. Oh him. shit. So I'm like, okay, so yeah. this must be his, her husband. Right. I mean, it's a safe assumption. Right. Yeah. So then, um, Aaron's buddy gets up. He was sitting right next to me. She sits down. She starts talking to me. Okay. We're just small talking, whatever. Yeah. And, um, buddy who was getting bumped into me, who I assume is her husband says, this is my cousin. Oh no. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, interesting. And as he's telling me this, and I'm trying to process this whole, all of this. Yeah. First of all, I should have mentioned she had her like hand on my knee and stuff. Yeah. So that's why I was like freaking out when he was like talking to me. And then he told yeah. me it's her cousin, his cousin. That makes it better. A little bit, <laughs> not so much. Not, yeah. Like it's kind of a gray area. She jumps up on the bar, and the and the uh, security guy immediately comes over. He's like, hey, you got to get yeah. down. So she slides down into my lap full stripper style and just starts like grind dancing on yeah. me. Her cousin's just like, <laughs> yeah. Oh no. And I'm like, don't get me wrong. Yeah. I don't mind that. Yeah. But I also don't like being made a spectacle in the bar That's, where it's like everybody's yeah. watching. That's like, understandable. So I'm like trying to be nice about like get the fuck yeah. off me. So I kind of, you know, eventually she kind of does. Yeah. Because I think she could tell I wasn't really digging it. Didn't want to be the main event. Yeah. And I, I was like, I'll be right back. So I, I like go to the bathroom. 
didn't actually have to go to the bathroom. It just was an excuse to get yeah. up. Come back, and I go up to... Aaron had already, like, walked outside. I go up to Aaron's buddy. I'm like, dude, it's time to leave. It's getting really weird in here. Yeah. So, the cousin thing was, like, the most bizarre thing to me out of all of it. Yeah, no, that's a little odd. I mean... So, she was married, grinding on her cousin, and then also just grinding on random dudes in the bar. Yeah, well, with the cousin cheering her on. Right. Yeah. See, that's what got me. I mean, well, okay, not to say that grinding on your cousin didn't get me, too, but, you know... All of it. All of it was weird. Yeah. So, I was like... And she was good... She was very good looking. So, that's what I was, like, even more... Yeah. Like, the whole situation was hard. So I was just like, we got to go. Like, I mean, if we stick around here, things are just going to escalate. Oh, yeah. Things would have probably gotten a bit freaky, um, you know. 100%. But, no, that's funny. Yeah, I that mean, was that was the takeaway story of the trip. Everything else was fairly normal. Yeah. We had a good time, though. We were tailgating outside the game and whatnot. Like, it was, it was oh, yeah. a nice little getaway. Yeah. Relatively cheap. I mean, yeah, nice to get out of Billings now and then. You know, like I said, my trip down to visit family in Colorado was not nearly as exciting, um, but it was great. You know, just kind of a spontaneous out and back for, um, what, like the three, four day weekend I had. So, Well, that's nice when you have family because you have somebody to stay with and yeah. you don't got to worry about hotels and things like that. Yeah. yeah, booking, planning, none of those are my strong point, you know. Right. I'm just kind of like, you know what, I'm going to grab a bag and I'm going to head out and see what happens. See, my problem with booking and stuff is... I don't want to stay at, like, a Roach Motel. Yeah. So I will actively try and find a nicer one, which is, in turn, expensive. Yeah. yeah. And I, I mean, don't do the Airbnbs. Like, I'm not a fan of those. I say That's kind of where you get caught in between is, like, you're trying to get the nicest place you can, but you're also trying to get the cheapest place you can. Yeah. So, you know. And you find yourself. It's, it's just a, a no-win situation, yeah. really. But yeah. we had a good time. And we stayed in like an average hotel, I guess. That's good. Yeah. So it was walking distance from downtown. That was nice. Yeah, it's convenient. You should check out Missoula sometime. It, it would like we should just make a trip down there, honestly. I'd like be down. get some of the yeah. boys and it's yeah, it's a fun cool. weekend trip. Like you can literally go we could go after work on a Friday, not even have to miss any work. Yeah. Get down there and then Spend the weekend, come back late Sunday. Because Missoula's, I mean, I've driven through it. How, how far is that from here? Like four and a half, five four hours. Half? Okay, yeah. At most five hours, yeah. Yeah. That's not bad. No, it's, and Bozeman's a, you could go on a day trip to Bozeman. You could literally yeah. leave Saturday morning, come back Sunday evening. Like it's, because it's only like two hours. Yeah, it's not bad at all. Yeah, see, I was thinking Missoula was like four hours, but like I said, when I drove here from Washington, I drove down here to get the U-Haul. Drove it straight back, loaded it, you know, loaded my other car on a trailer and then drove back again. So I drove like 45 hours in like three days. Okay. So I have like a real bad memory of how far things were from each other. Well, I was just like blowing through town, you know, both directions as fast as possible. And that's the other thing is speed can change your yeah. time of arrival. <laughs> yeah. We... We made it to Missoula one time in four hours and one speeding ticket later. Yeah. I mean. But. <laughs> we made it there it? in four. Yeah, that's not bad. It was a good one. Yeah, we went down for a concert that time. The, okay. I was going to ask you too, because uh, you're into music. You pl- yeah. play drums and stuff, right? Yeah. Do you still currently I, play? Or? I don't. Um, I've just kind of been a lazy piece of shit. Like, I have my drums. I just haven't had the time necessarily sure. to play them. Um, you know, between work and the kid, um, you know, and, and now another job, 
but yeah, no, I keep talking about it. I want to get back into it. Um, I stopped for quite a while, you know, due to the move and then due to having my shop in Washington that I didn't realize was going to put an end to like all my other hobbies. Mm. Um, well, that's hard too when it's like a business that you're trying to run. Yeah. See everyone like, and myself included was under the impression, like if you work for yourself, you make your own hours, you work when you want, that's gotta be the biggest lie I've ever heard told. Yeah. Like when it- you work for yourself, you're always working. Yeah. You know? Because it's your business. It just never ends. Yeah. You, yeah. You're always on call. You're always like yeah. having to keep keep up with everything. Yeah. I mean, I don't regret it at all. I, it would have been nice to keep up on my other hobbies. You know, like snowboarding, for example. Um, I haven't gone snowboarding in like the last three years. Mm. Um, hoping to go this year. Yeah. There's some, so. good, some good hills here. Yeah. Yeah. Good I've mountains. heard there's some cool places around here. Um. But yeah, uh, I've been, you know, wanting to get back into playing the drums. I've actually been considering um, trying to relearn the guitar again. Oh, nice. Um, I was in, is it Eckroth? Oh, yeah, just right down here. Yeah, just the other day, and I was so close to buying a guitar, but I was like, no time, you know. Guitars and amps just right over there, too. That's another good one. Okay, yeah. Just right up the street. Yeah, I wanted to see if there was any other, you know, music shops and stuff like that before I went. And then there's Hanson's, too. Hanson's over on 24th. Okay. Yeah, there's a couple couple good ones. Yeah, it's a little different, you know, the... The music store is here as opposed to Washington because, like, the mu- it's not music stores. It's just store. It's Guitar Center. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I wish we could get a Guitar Center here. That'd be pretty yeah. sweet. It'd probably put those small ones out of business. Yeah, that's which... kind of, you know, the unfortunate side effect of that. But And their prices aren't super appealing. Yeah, I'm sure not. Did, uh, were you in bands? Um, I gigged with a few. Um, I was never in one myself. Okay. I just wasn't good enough and didn't have the time to commit to mm. being in any of them. So I, I would say I dabbled in it. Sure. Um, and it was like very, very small stuff, you know, like very local places around town. Um, still fun though. Oh, it was a ton of fun, you know, and that's kind of what I miss about it. Um, but it was just, it was very hard. I don't know how, like how it is for, um, other musicians or, should I say like people who play other musical instruments, but like for me playing the drums, it was very hard to find the rest of the parts that I needed, you know, sure. to form something that sounded good. Um, you know, I either have like uh, two guitarists and no bassist or, you know, uh, vocalists. I want to say were the hardest thing to find. Really? Yeah. That's interesting I, because you I feel like say a good one. I feel well, but, yeah. Okay. Okay. There you go. I was going to say, I mean, we've all been to the Crystal. We've all <laughs> heard karaoke. Anyone can sing. Should they? Yeah, you yeah. Know? Should everybody? Yeah, yeah, exactly. But yeah, no, it was cool. Um, You know, the short stints that did work, that did last, you know, but. Right know. on. Well, yeah, I mean, at least you dabbled in it. Yeah, it'd, mean, it'd be something that I would, you know, consider getting back into it again. It'd just be kind of like finding the motivation first, really. Because, like, I do have time to practice. Yeah. You know, it's just, like, the motivation after work and stuff like that is, like, is that what I want to do right now is just even more physical exertion? Yeah, I totally get that. Well, I mean, for me, as far as band stuff goes, yeah, it's just singing, so that doesn't feel like that much of a physical commitment. Yeah. But it is a time commitment. And you get oh, it. definitely. 
and effort. You know, you you put in a mental effort and stuff like that. Yeah. And yeah, I totally get that as far as after work wanting to do all that. And... Yeah. I mean, it's just been hard to like keeping a set schedule with like so many variables and things changing. You know, I mean, and, and mostly that's in reference to having the kid, and then you know the split custody with his mother, you know, that's kind of being, it's going back and forth. Nothing's really set in stone. So it's hard to make, um, you know, plans like, you know, let's say I want to practice the drums every Monday and every Thursday, like after work that may or may not hold up for more than a week. Right. You know, well, hopefully eventually down the road, you'll get a little bit more ste- yeah. steady thing. It's, it's still fr- relatively new of a yeah. situation. No, I'm so. sure once we get that, you know, kind of ironed out, then, I would actually have a good idea of the time that I could dedicate to doing that. Well, and we got winter coming up, so you'll have hopefully some time for snowboarding and a few of those other little things like that. I mean, honestly, work has been so slow. I could just bring my drums to work and just drum out. <laughs> yeah, dude. Everyone brings their dogs and stuff, yeah. so you might as well bring some instruments, right? Yeah, we just sit there and have a little garage band. Have Drew. Up. Drew can bring the guitar. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that'd be funny. That'd be awesome. I don't know how Mike would feel about it, but. Yeah, <laughs> that's hard to say, honestly. Just throw it in the back shop there. Nobody ever comes back there. True. Oh, especially when it gets cold out. Ugh. No one's going to want to walk from the main building to the back one. Well, and it, finally we got some heaters back there, so it st- at least stays warm. Finally? Yeah, well. You were just kicking it <laughs> no, back no. there without heaters? We, or? we always had heaters, Okay, okay. but it was <laughs> always like one heater, and it was yeah. it, it was fueled by oil. So if we yeah. ran out of oil back there, we'd have to go like find oil from like other yeah. spots and fill it up. Now it's it's gas powered from like okay. yeah. natural a gas. Little more modernized. That's yeah, fine. and yeah. there's two of them, so the whole shop stays nice and warm. That's good. I mean, so when I was in Washington, I worked briefly for a vehicle importer. Um, very very shady shop that i ended up leaving just because like I, I couldn't back what they were doing you know and, and how they operated um but it's funny you mentioned the heating situation because we were in this shop um and i mean we, we fit what um 35 40 cars in this shop so it was a good size there was no heat and again like washington really doesn't get that bad but when it does like you're ba- we were basically just in this warehouse freezing our ass off. So what does the owner do? He buys this little propane powered like torch heater. And it was hilarious cuz it was hot as hell and it would run for about 15 minutes and then the little propane tank hooked to it would freeze solid. So Jesus. Yeah, um <clears throat> excuse me. So we ended up putting the propane tank in front of the heater to keep it thawed. But that's also kind of dangerous. Yeah, absolutely. I had no idea. Like, you know, again, in hindsight, I was like, man, that thing could have exploded. (laughs) (laughs) But the things you would do to freaking stay warm. right? Just to try and stay warm. But yeah, this shop um, here is actually the first I've been to that had a swamp cooler. You know, AC essentially. Oh, in the, yeah. yeah. See, ours, we don't got that back there. Yeah. No, so summer we melt, yeah. but at least in the winter we don't freeze. Yeah. I mean, that's I would say this is like the most modern shop I've worked at. And I've worked at a few other dealerships and a handful of independent shops. Yeah. You know. So I, w- I was pretty happy coming here and finding this job. You know, although, like I said, I moved here in December and it did take 
until I want to say I got I found the job and got hired um, early March. Oh wow! But I didn't start until March sixteenth. So what did you do in the in the between time? I just I looked for work. I was bored out of my mind. Uh, the one upside was like I did get to do a lot of exploring. Okay, you know. Um, and did then, you just have some money saved up or what? Yeah. Well, I mean, I liquidated a ton of stuff back in Washington. I mean, and this is even funnier. Um, so I was without work here in Montana from like, let's say January until March. Um, after closing my shop and selling off all of that and like the cars I had left over. Cause I was importing cars from Japan as well. Yeah. I was going to ask you about that. We'll get to that here. A little yeah. Bit. So after I, you know, in preparation of moving, I was without work in Washington for almost six months. So I was right around a year of being unemployed. Oh, wow. Before starting again at Toyota. And that was like just like at first it was super nice. You know, I was like, this is cool. I feel like I'm retired. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then it kind of hit me and I was like, retirement is fucking boring. Um, so, yeah, very happy to, you know, be back to work with a good shop. Um, and then, I mean, I'm a little bit of a workaholic, you know, I, I asked, uh, what my schedule was when I got hired here and he's like, you know, come in at like seven or eight. Um, and I was like, okay, cool, cool. Uh, you know, what time am I off? He's like, your flat rate, like leave if there's no work. I was like, okay. You know? And then I actually started, I was coming in for a while you know, hourly staying until I got kicked out. Like they closed the shop. I was coming in every weekend. Um, again, that's when we were busy, but yeah, you know, yeah. now that it's died down, um, kind of why I was interested in the second job was just, you know, it's kind of something to fill the time, but well, the one thing that was nice, I feel like for you guys, at least in the shop is you still get customer work. Like you, do you do much customer work? I do. Um, it doesn't, necessarily come from my writer like i get i don't know what to call it like they're pawned off or like hand-me-downs by other people like other people's overflow um and i don't know if it's like if it's my writer that's not giving me the work or i i want to say it's the scheduling department they're not booking her a lot of jobs gotcha you know because everyone on our team is kind of left without the customer but, side of Yeah, work. the customer stuff. Um I do mainly warranty stuff. Okay. A lot of internal stuff. Um but yeah, as far as the customer jobs go, the last few that I've had have been big jobs. Like the engine on that Dodge Ram. Oh yeah. You know? Yeah. You know, I work at Toyota, but here we have a Dodge Ram that are doing an engine in. Uh stuff like that. I mean today I had almost 12 hours worth of work on one rig, you know, everything from struts, brakes, you know, the works basically. And that's something I found odd is like, I don't know how many Toyota dealerships there are in like the surrounding areas, but Mm -hmm. like this particular customer drove almost four hours for like a noise complaint. Well, I know we got the, yeah, Bozeman has one. uh, Missoula has one. Great Falls has one. Okay. I think that I, I don't, remember if Helena has one or not but well this guy was from wyoming so i don't blame him for leaving sure. wyoming you <laughs> yeah. know, to, to come see like a nicer area but 
but yeah. Yeah, I, I can't imagine there's like a ton between, you know, in like a big radius. of. I want to say when I drove to Denver, I only saw one other Toyota and it was either like just inside Wyoming, like near Colorado, or it was in Colorado. I really can't recall exactly where that one was. I can, I, I would imagine Cheyenne has one and maybe Casper, but yeah. other than that, yeah, it's kind of up in the air yeah. from, from my thought, but. But yeah, uh, so so where did the where did your like uh, mechanic skills where where did that develop? Like when did you start liking doing cars? And that's got to be the biggest question. Um, I don't know. I have no clue. It just like no one in my family is mechanically inclined. No one worked on cars. Like if anything broke, we went to a dealership. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um. So I really don't know exactly where I picked it up. Um. I I guess. Like, my reasoning would be, like, I destroyed a ton of my toys as a kid. Mm. Like, like okay, so we had um, remote control cars, but they were attached by a wire to the controller. Mm-hmm. You know, they they weren't uh, wireless at the time. Um, I remember I cut the wire, you know, just because I wanted it to be wireless. Guess what? I broke it. You know? Yeah. I was fucked. Um. But yeah, so I took a ton of stuff apart and nothing ever went back together. And, you know, my parents got real tired of replacing these things. <laughs> um, so eventually I started putting things back together. And, you know, albeit these are toys, um, I did the exact same thing when I bought my first car. It There was nothing wrong with it. Like, it ran fine. Yeah. I just kind of wanted to know how it worked. And I tore this thing apart. Huge mistake. Um, it took forever, but I put it back together. I don't think it ran the same or as well <laughs> you know um but yeah and then after that i was kind of you know juggling uh career paths and i did construction for a while um i apprenticed as a plumber i did like sheetrocking i did tile you know i've built helped build a couple houses some apartments stuff like that um it just nothing nothing that really interested me and then i ended up going to school to be uh, an automotive technician mm-hmm. and I, it just came kind of naturally you know and that's kind of what the backstory was for i think that might be why because the whole the whole gig you know is people bring you things that are they broken. tell you there's a noise uh, a vibration they felt something they heard something you know um and then you find it you know yeah verify it find it and then tear it apart and put it back together and that's basically like the whole gist of it where'd you go to school I went to Bates in Tacoma. Okay. Yeah. Um, How long a program is that? Two years. Okay. Yeah. And then right after that, I went in. Um, first uh, automotive job was for a Chevrolet dealership. Okay. Yeah. And, you know, I was kind of naive and thinking, I was like, hey, you know, I went to school. Um, let me skip the lube rack. They're like, absolutely not. <laughs> Go change oil. Yeah. So You got to get the... Basic stuff, right? Yeah, I mean, and it, a lot of it, too. And I feel like it's changed a little bit since I've been turning wrenches. Um, a lot of shops I worked at, like, they do not care what school you went to. Like, yeah. if you go to Wyotech, doesn't matter. If you're not 50 years old and don't have 40 years of wrenching under your belt, no one cares, yeah. you know? Um, and that kind of bothered me, too, because, like, like, sure, you got these old techs that have been doing it their entire life, and they know 
a lot. The problem is if they're not doing continued education, they are like they're starting to know less and less, if that yeah. makes sense. Because as new technology comes out, everything they know, the old stuff is falling off. You know, yep. we're seeing less of it and less of it. So in a sense, you know, I'm not gonna say I know more than them or, you know, they know more than me. It's kinda like a trade off. You know, we both know certain things and it'd just be a lot better, you know, if we like help each other out in places that the other lacks. But uh, like I said, there's just kind of that like old timer mentality. Sure. You do your time, put in your years. <laughs> um, but yeah. So, what? When did you go to school? You must have been pretty like right out of high school then. Uh, yeah, I actually so right out of high school, I actually went um to Bates, uh, in downtown Tacoma, for fire protection engineering. Oh, and I did that for almost a year, and it was super boring. Um, would have paid well; wouldn't have been a bad career, you know. But I had re- no real interest in a desk job. Like I didn't want to yeah, sit there that. and design, you know, fire suppression systems for commercial buildings on AutoCAD. Like it was just. Painful. I remember doing AutoCAD in, in high school. We did AutoCAD. Yeah. Um. Like, I did well in the class. I just hated it, and I ended up dropping out, and then that's when I switched over to the uh, the South Campus for the okay. automotive program. So you get out of that probably around, what, 21, 22 years old? Yeah. So from then to you opening your own shop is a pretty, pretty short yeah, time. Yeah, it was. I mean, I honestly, like, opening my own shop was um, – it was not planned, not well thought out. You know, it was honestly kind of out of spite because, like, I was working. So I was working at this independent shop. Um, it was a great gig. Like, uh, had I stayed there another year, I would have made 110, 120 grand. Damn. Um, we were doing a lot of fleet work. You know, we had tons of customer work. We were, you know, like I said, flat rate at almost every shop I've worked at. Um, it was all very easy work, mostly maintenance stuff, but because it was a huge fleet company out in Washington, um, well, I'm sorry, a huge company with a large fleet of company vehicles, they paid very well, you know? Um, the problem was kind of back to the old, the old timers mentality. That shop was absolutely full of them. Mm. Um, and you know, slow season is everywhere. Like you can't, escape that um it got slow and they the owner of that shop was there like every day and this is a huge like pet peeve of mine like if you're an owner of a shop you shouldn't be there managing it Mm. when you have management yeah why are you there walking around telling people what to do and how to do their job you know it just irks me. Just that, that. Like, let the people you hired to do that, do that. Breathing down your neck, over your shoulder. Yeah, you like, know. And you don't really know what you're talking about. Yeah. Like, yeah, I know what you mean. So, um, it kind of came down to it where it got real slow. Um, this dude's son worked there. Uh, he had no schedule. Like, he would show up whenever, leave whenever. But anytime he was there, they would give him tons of work, you know. All the while, I'm sitting there asking if there's work, and they're like, no, we got nothing, you know. 
So basically, like the last week that I worked there, um, I flagged six hours in Jeez. a week. Yeah, and like I understand, you know, shops getting slow, but not that slow. That's crazy. Yeah. Like they, it got to the point where they were like withholding work and giving it to you know other people. the techs they wanted to and keeping them fed instead of you know hurting everyone in the sense of like evening it out and giving you know work out to people as it comes in they were just kind of piling it and keeping one or two people you know full-on hours and i told them you know i was like look man um you know i'm here every morning half an hour early i even though i know i'm probably not going to get any work and he was just like i remember he was just like goddamn millennials don't want to work these days you know whatever and i was like okay you know, I, was like, like, I just told you I want to work. Yeah. I was like, that's why I'm here early every day. And then I asked or after lunch, I'd be like, is there anything else coming in? They'd be like, no. And I was like, all right, I'm going to leave, you know? And like I said, yeah, he walked through the shop. He mumbled that, you know? And I was like, I'm sorry. I didn't catch that. What'd you say? And he was like, pack your shit and get the hell out of my shop. And I was like, okay. So, you know, I locked up, went home for the day, came back the next morning. And he was like, oh, um, I want to talk to you with uh, the shop foreman in my office. And I was like, all right, cool. So I go in there. And he's like, well, did you think about what I had to say? And I was like, um, the part where you told me to pack up my shit and get the fuck out. And the foreman loved me. You know, we got along great. And he was like, what? He was like, why would you say that to Luke? He's like, well, that's not what I meant. And I was like, wait. I was like, so you didn't fire me yesterday. And he was like, no. And I was like, cool, I quit. You know, oh. and I packed up my stuff and I left. And so, yeah, with my last paycheck, I was like, what if, you know, kind of spurred the moment. I was like, what if I open my own shop? And I had like with it, with that job getting slower and slower, I had start started piling up, uh, you know, side work. Mm-hmm. So I knew out of the gate I had like two months booked out of work. So I was like, why not? You know, um, I did that and it did it did all right starting out. Um and then I started importing cars from Japan, like the right-hand drive sports cars, stuff like that. Um, bringing those over, you know, fix them up, building them, and then selling them. Smart. Yeah, and that that kind of helped because if it got slow as far as, like, the maintenance stuff went. You still um, had something to work on. Yeah, you know, I had something else to do and something else to try and sell and something, you know, to help keep the lights on, stuff like that. Um, I was unaware that most like new businesses or like small businesses don't turn a profit for like the first two to five years or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Cause like I said, I didn't go to school to run a business. Mm-hmm. Like I was, I'm not management, you yeah. know? Yeah. Uh, I ended up being like, I had employees, I had the shop, like things started picking up and like going pretty well. You know, we were making as a shop, what seven, 10 K, every two weeks, you know, and that's not bad for a shop. That's got like three people, you right. know, very small shop, but then you um, still got bills to pay, you know, yeah, out of the business. And yeah, it wasn't bad. Cause, um, our overhead was super low. Um, most of what we did wasn't maintenance. It was, uh, people's weekend cars, their toys, you know, their track cars, stuff like that. Um, we built a few drag cars that ended up going down to Texas and racing. Cool. Um, one I know went to Canada um, I actually started doing, um, I had a, another shop in Ferndale outsourcing cars to me and then I would repair them for them and send them back. So that was cool. You know, uh, getting work like that. Um, COVID absolutely destroyed 
like any hope for keeping that shop open out yeah. there. You know, and that was another big factor in deciding to come here. Yeah, um, I'm sure. I can't imagine like that area of how I know a lot of places handled that shit really poorly. Yeah, and I, I'm sure it was like full it on was, lockdown. Oh, it was so bad. Yeah, you know, I mean, it got to the point where we were like, we were thinking, are we gonna get in trouble for literally going to this store? Yeah, like it was strict out there, you know. And then of course, the people out there were, you know just going ape shit over this. You know, as soon as they mentioned COVID, um, everything, like all the stores got cleaned out and then you've got all these people walking around with like literally two or three face masks yep. over each other. Yep. Um, you know, I don't know how you can breathe yeah. those things, but yeah, it was kind of chaotic. And then, I mean, I know just a minute ago I said it was a good thing that we did like people's toys and stuff. Cause it was fun. We did a lot of fabrication, you know? Uh, but, the downside to that is when COVID hit, everyone that like lost their job because they were, you know, put on hold or like laid off or they went remote and stuff like that. Um, the first thing to go, like when you're cutting your expenses because your income just dropped. Your toys. Is your fucking toys. Yeah. yeah. So that, that almost did us in right there. Um, like I said, you know, it was good. We were doing the imports because, you know, people out of state or just people with money didn't care and we're still buying cars like that. But so how did you get into that? Like what, what, what goes into importing cars like that? Um, okay. So the shop that I mentioned where we were like putting the propane tank in front of the heater, yeah, that was an import shop. Okay. Very small. Um, it's gotten a little bigger. Um, and that became a thing because the guy that ran that lives in Okinawa Oh, wow. Uh, his wife is military stationed there. Mm-hmm. So he's got all this free time sitting over there. And he was like, why not, you know, buy cars and send them back to the States and sell them? And that was fine. Like, it was, it's a good business model. Um, like I said, it was super shady shop. A lot of the cars they were bringing over had been previously wrecked. Yeah. They were getting resprayed. Like, it was a mess, you know, and none of that was being, you know, told to the customers or, you know, sure. potential buyers. Um, so I worked there a very short time. Um, and during that time I realized that like the owner wasn't actually going out and looking at any of these cars because we'd get them in and I'd inspect them and be like, Oh, did you know it had this, that, or the other? And he'd be like, no, it doesn't. Or, you know, I'm like, I thought you were I just told you. It yeah. I'm like, I thought you were going and looking at them. Cause he would tell people that like, I'm, I'm personally inspecting this car. Like you're going to get a good one. Cause I'm literally here in Japan. Yeah. He had other people doing it. So I ended up meeting those people um, and I made a really good friend in Tokyo. And so when I left there, I was like, I wonder, like I knew that guy. Oh, you went to Tokyo? I didn't. No, but oh. I, I met this guy, you know, like, oh, when you're, over, okay, okay, yeah, okay, over the computer basically. Um, and I was like, I knew he handled a lot of paperwork, but I wasn't sure entirely what he did or what he could do. So I ended up hitting him up and I was like, hey, what would it take for me to get a car from Japan? You know, like, can you assist with that? And he was like, yeah, absolutely. So long story short, it came down to me finding a car online um, or, you know, in a classified listing in Japan. Excuse me. Um, And then I would send it to him and be like, hey, I'm interested in this. Can you talk to the owner or the seller? Because I don't speak Japanese. Right. You know, Um, luckily he is fluent. 
So he would talk to him, you know, find out any of the details. Depending on where the car was, he could go look at it, or he had friends that would go look at other ones, um, and then get you know more pictures and stuff like that. Because a lot of them listed online, they have one photo, two photos, maybe. You know, yeah, yeah. Like buying a car sight unseen is very risky. Yeah, 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 very risky. Um, so it was great to have him there, you know, helping as much as he did. And then you know he would also, if I wanted to buy the car, he'd negotiate with the seller and stuff like that. Um, and then if we made the purchase, he handled all of the export paperwork, which was just outstanding because it's all in Japanese again, you know? Right. Um, so you would have to go through like a third party agency or use a broker on that side. And then you have to deal with the problem of picking the car up, transporting it to the port, you know? Yes. Do they get shipped by? Yeah. Loading it on a boat. Yeah. And then shipping it. Um, he handled all that. It was great. And then, so what's his cut? Uh, he got a flat thousand dollars for every car. Jeez, yeah, that's not that much for all that. It's not, no. Um, most of the I mean, time, it's a good deal for you. I was gonna say, okay, so he made a thousand bucks, you know, and then I paid all the expenses as far as like inland transportation, trucking it to the port, how much all the documentation like fees. It just depends how far it was. Gotcha. Um, you know, putting it on a boat and shipping it here. Uh, was like twelve hundred bucks itself. You know, people always think that shit. Well, okay, I'm sorry. These are pre-COVID prices. It skyrocketed. Yeah. You know, I I don't know what it is now since I'm here and I don't bring cars into to come anymore. Um, or at least not currently. Um, but yeah. So like all in all, it was relatively inexpensive. As long as you knew the right people, you know, because you go to buy one of these things. For instance, the black Sylvia I had that I brought here to Montana, um, like my personal car I that I ended up just selling, that car was forty eight hundred bucks. With all expenses and everything or what? Uh forty eight hundred purchased, landed it was right around six grand. Okay. Um I put in, you know, wheels, paint, bodywork and stuff, not including labor since I did it all. Um, maybe another two grand. So I'm in this thing, 8,000 bucks and turned around and sold it for 25. Hell yeah. You know? Hell um, yeah. Yeah. So like, there's a huge, huge profit margin on these cars. Yeah. You know, I bought one. And you uh, sold that one here, didn't you? I did, but I sold it to someone in Oregon. Oh, okay, yeah. So okay. we shipped it back. Um, like I bought a Toyota and before I even got it on a boat out of Japan, I sold it for three times what I bought it for. You know, like the cars were hot. People, people wanted them. Um, well, it's different. It's yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, it's something exotic. It's something cool. You know, it's not something you see every day. Mm. Not at all. That one you had was freaking sick. Yeah. No, I'm kind of sad. I let that go, but it's not something I can't do again. You know, exactly. Yeah. So one, well, the Evo is pretty sick. Yeah. Yeah. It leaves a little work, but well, yeah, but it's still yeah. a cool car. Yeah. That's fun. You know, I figured, like, the Sylvia was absolutely not made for Montana. Mm. Like, the roads here, the weather here, you know. It's, it would it would have just been, like, a summer ride. Yeah, literally a few nice days out of the year, you know. So, I was like, no. Nah. Which is why it's so crazy when I see people driving Corvettes and shit like that. Yeah. And I was like, you clearly got a few vehicles. Yeah. I mean, I hope so. I mean, nobody ever has a Corvette, and that's it. 
Okay, okay. I was gonna say I have a friend that has a Corvette, and I was gonna say that's it, but I'm pretty sure he also has a Ford Focus. Yeah, I mean, so, you you gotta have an everyday yeah, driver, yeah, and then like your your fun vehicle, yeah. If if you're gonna do that, because you can drive that thing around here, no, God, year no. round, or like well, people that buy Supras and stuff like that. Yeah. I'm like that's well, not... that's why I opted for the Evo. You know, it's all wheel drive. It's still turboed. It's still a sports car. You well, know? and then you still got that truck. Yeah, true. You know, got a truck to haul things. Um, but yeah, I, I was really leaning toward getting a Forder, you know, especially with having the kid. Sure. Um, I wouldn't really feel comfortable putting him in the back of the Sylvia. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, just kind of a little too old of a car, I guess. Yeah, for sure. You know, it doesn't really have any safety features. Like, it had a roll cage. <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> not trying to put the baby in an actual race car. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well... That's at least fatherly thinking. So. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. You know. <laughs> You're thinking responsibly. Yeah. Um, I did want to ask you this too. Just going back to music, did you ever go to any concerts at the Gorge? I did not. Oh, see, that's on my bucket list. Yeah, I don't know why. I think it was just timing. Sure. You know, um, between work and everything, like I know there was a ton there, and I never went. I went to um. The White River Amphitheater, but I never got around to going to the Gorge. Yeah, that's yeah, that's just one that's on my list, man. Yeah, I've, I've been to Red Rocks. Okay, and that's a must must see. Yeah, but the Gorge is definitely on my list too. Yeah, just I those mean, outdoor shows. There's there's something different yeah, about them. Like I've seen you know media from the shows there, and they look amazing. Yeah, you know, and every time like I'd see an event coming up, I'd be like, oh, you know, don't really have time wasn't you know feeling it and then afterwards i'd see all the pictures and stuff i'm like man why did i not go you know right but i don't know like i said i wouldn't i wouldn't move back to washington but it's a cool place to visit oh dude i i enjoyed my time there yeah so i mean i wouldn't say it's too far-fetched that i wouldn't go back for a concert or something like that yeah but yeah and even like well Oregon's pretty, you know, I love that whole upper north, northwest yeah. area. Yeah. Including Idaho and here and, you know, that's just a whole, oh, yeah. the, the whole area is really cool, so. Yeah, like the entirety of the Pacific Northwest is probably like the better place out of like everywhere I've lived. And, you know, like I said, military family, I was on the East Coast quite a bit, um, I lived in Texas. I've lived in Michigan. Oh, damn. Like, I've covered... I haven't been to every state, but I've, like, covered all four corners pretty well. Yeah, about seeing see all the regions. Yeah, least. yeah. What was the worst? Texas. Really? Yeah. I mean, I, like, I almost said uh, Michigan, just because, like, it gets cold there. Like, my family's, like, right on the water. You can Ooh. stand there and see Canada. But, like, the wind and the cold, that's that's bad, but it's not the worst. No, Texas had to have been the worst. For what reasons? The heat. Yeah. Yeah. Like the heat and just like I don't know. I mean it's it would I would tie it with uh Nebraska for just being like boring. Flat, boring, <laughs> absolutely nothing to do. What part of Texas was it? Uh near San Antonio. Okay, see, I've been to San Antonio. I I, I liked San Antonio. Yeah. Well, it's just I I don't know. I look at it as another great place to visit. Yeah. You know? Um, human too yeah like I, I would enjoy going there knowing that i have like 
an end date of when I'm going to be there. Yep. Yep. Living there. Not so much. I can, I can understand that. Yeah. I feel the same way about Phoenix. Like Phoenix was really fun, but I've never been there in the summer. And I imagine a Phoenix summer is just misery. It's gotta be bad. Cause I hate the heat. Like I much rather prefer the cold. Oh, absolutely. For so many reasons. Yeah. But yeah, that freaking desert heat. That'll get you. And we went to Vegas in June, and that was miserable. Okay. And that, yeah. and that's just June. Yeah. You know, like August. Oh, dude, forget about it. I went in March, and it wasn't too bad. See, that's yeah. Those are the those are the prime times yeah. to go. Is when it's cold I here. I don't remember a whole lot of that trip, but as I, far as I can, I don't think the weather was bad. So well, in general, those are the times that everyone goes yeah. to. So it's usually pretty busy, but yeah, I. We're going down to Nashville here in a couple couple weeks. I'm excited oh, yeah. for that because be I've cool. never been. But I haven't either. But I mean, I've heard great stuff about it. You know, being like a top destination for you know tourists and tourists. Yeah, and just I'm music guy. You know, obviously, but like I'm not yeah. a country guy. But yeah. I think it'll still be fun. Yeah. No, I I don't like country <laughs> at all. But I would still go. Like I I still think that would be a fun trip. You know. And I'm sure there'll be some rock stuff. It's not just gonna be all country. Yeah. I mean, it's. I would assume there's like a wide variety everywhere, but you yeah. Know, well, even, and that's like a big a big music capital. Yeah, kind of the hub. I mean, and even if it is very focused or very based on country, like I'm a, a fan of history. You know, of yeah. like anything so music history whether it be where country came from i mean that'd be cool i'd like to know why you know (laughs) yeah we can't repeat our mistakes (laughs) yeah i'd just like to know um who came up with it i just want to talk yeah yeah. (laughs) you know but no that'd be cool i'm just a fan of a good time so oh yeah i mean whatever whatever spawns a good time i'll be there so It, it should be a fun one i'm I'm excited for it. And then, of course, settle down and get the holidays out of the way. Yeah. I know those are going to be back-to-back, and they are just coming up quick. Yeah. It always does. Yeah. It's like we haven't gotten to Halloween yet, and people are putting up Christmas decorations. Oh, I know. Every year. Oh, for and, sure. And, you know, who cares about Thanksgiving? We just skip that. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> that used to be kind of a thing too, but now it's just like, man, this yeah. is forget two two straight months of just Christmas. Yeah, literally. I mean, and and now it's like Christmas is kind of drowning out Halloween. You know, it's but not... truly, I think I kind of think it's because so many of these stores, like these department stores and stuff, and online stuff. Yeah, that's their thriving. Oh, most it's when they do the best time. Yeah. yeah. So so, and with COVID. It's like they're trying to like make up for all of that. Yeah. Because don't you? You've That's noticed fair. like the I last mean, like two three years, it's kind of been like that. Yeah. Because like I mean, if you think about it, you know what what do stores do for a Halloween? They throw up candy. You yeah. Know? They, there's candy on the shelves all year. I guess around, you get the costumes you know? and like they're they're theme. There's the themes of it, but well, yeah, there's some of that, but they're not like huge sellers like if you want a costume and stuff you go to like you know a party store for that kind of stuff or you just order it online well it's very specific too where like christmas everything is for sale yeah that's what i mean you know then thanksgiving like there's no yeah they're just cutting out all the you know they're cutting out all the they're like cool come get you know your normal dinner items and cook thanksgiving dinner yeah but then christmas is like yeah the one they can go all out on 
you know, and then it, it, it does cover everything because you're like buying gifts for everyone, you know, yeah, and, you know? and that covers every department and that could be anything in the store. Exactly. You know? So not super limited like Halloween or, you know, Thanksgiving. So, yeah, they're just like, we're just going to shove those aside and yeah. push forth all of our efforts into getting this holiday yeah. taken care of. I mean, I get it. I respect it. Whatever makes some money. You yeah, know? I guess. It's just annoying as a customer. I mean, you know, it's not like at our work. Oh, you you might not have seen it. The Like the winterized special. Oh, I did you see know? that. Yeah. I saw that and I like immediately thought of Christmas for some reason. And I was like, where's the Halloween special? <laughs> you know, like... You know, every business does it. But I, I mean, that is a, a actual good model thing to do. It's like to, oh, you have to get your car winterized. Absolutely. I just, you know, when I first looked at it, like I said, I thought of Christmas and was thinking like a Christmas kind of service. You know, I will say this: I really hope Toyota does a Christmas party again this year because they are yeah. fun. Like you, you'd have a blast. Oh, that'd be cool. Well, I mean, it's just cool to see everybody outside of work, kind yeah, of just like hanging out. Mike always gets nice buzz. Oh yeah. So oh, he was at uh, Anthony's bachelor party. Yeah. So yeah, that's right. yeah. I yeah, I've seen it. Okay. Okay. But it's still cool when all, everybody else is kind of hanging out and stuff. Yeah. They they did it the last two years. So where at? Just usually do it at like a convention center. Oh okay. They just ran out of convention yeah. center. Get dinner and stuff. That's not bad. They'll have like dancing and st- or they'll do dance like this year they did trivia. Okay. They've done like talent shows in the past, I guess. I wasn't part huh. of that, but Yeah, cuz like most uh, every other shop that I've worked for that had any sort of a Christmas party, they were always at the shop. Okay. And that like, I mean, some were good, but at the same time, you like going into it and you're like, "Great, cool, a Christmas party, but it's at my work." Yeah. And it's all my coworkers. It's just another day at work, you know? Yeah, they did that the COVID year here for obvious reasons that we couldn't really book anything. But it wasn't really a party. It was more like just everybody came up and kind of hung out for a a little bit, had some pizza or whatever we had. And it was really nothing extra special. But I don't know. I always have enjoyed the Christmas parties. So, like, I make – I'm praying that we do another one because – We've had a decent year, I believe, and I don't know. I think it's like a nice thing they can do for the for the. I feel like we did. I mean, I don't know. I like I said, I've only been here, you know, since March, so I have nothing to compare it to. Um, I, I feel like we've had a good year. I was gonna say, from everything I've heard, you know, we I know we had some record months. I did, I don't know what exactly for you know whether it be sales, service, parts, but you know, any record month is a good month, so. Here's hoping. I, they're a fun time. Yeah. I, I just enjoy it. So that's just my thing. But yeah. Well, let's wrap this bad boy up, huh? After talking yeah. work. Yeah, I know. Work. Everybody's favorite. It's cool. I mean, it's relatable. So. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But we will end it with a positive or motivational message from you. Something maybe you've taken from your life or something that has helped you through life that you want to give back to the to the listeners. Um. That's a tough one. Uh, I didn't really have a whole lot of time to think about yeah, that. Yeah, that was my fault. Um, so, let's see. Okay, so something I've been thinking about recently with, uh, you know, just stuff going on in my life personally. Um, I, I've been, I don't know how to word this, but, like, I've been trying not to let any small mistakes become, like, failures 
by taking and or learning a lesson from them, you know, because that way I can kind of turn around and look at it as a success. Like if you learn something, yeah, it's not a loss, you know. So, yeah, that's about all I got. No, that's a good one, man. <laughs> I, ne- nobody said that before. I don't honestly, yeah, like it's after asking enough people, you yeah. kind of get some of the same answers. I get that. I'm actually shocked at how many different answers I've I've heard. Yeah, but they're all good, you know, like. That the whole thing of this podcast is just to push positivity and try yeah. like even just by telling stories, you know, like yeah. it's it's all good vibes, you know. Even yeah. in the bad stuff, you learn the good, you know. I mean, it's funny too. Like I don't listen to podcasts. Sure, that's um, fine. But I have started listening to this one. Oh, really? So, yeah. Okay. Yeah, well, no, that's I, cool. I do enjoy it. So it is really cool to be on it now. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Hopefully, you know, some of the topics were of interest you know other than work but <laughs> hey no i i was interested just to learn a yeah. few new things about you that i didn't know before yeah and like the whole cars thing just yeah like getting the cars here i had no idea how, how that would work yeah no i mean definitely a learning curve to it i mean yeah. and again if everyone knew how it worked there'd be no money in it for me so <laughs> true that yeah. true that right on well we'll definitely have to, have to do another one down Ooh, the road here. yeah so. absolutely right on well, for everybody listening, thanks for listening, especially if you made it all the way to the end. Don't forget to like, share, subscribe. But most importantly, don't forget, life's a garden. Dig it.